We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck if that's your birthday. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. Look, mommy, I got the eggs. I'm getting into taking drugs. I'm in the having sex. I ain't into making love. So come give me a hug. Get into getting rough. You can find me in the all right, now I am on the line with uh, Marvelous Matt Nix. Matt, I know it's been a while since we talked. I wanted to first check in and uh, see how you're doing. How, how's your day going? I'm doing really good, man. Uh, it's great to be back on the show. Uh, I know it's definitely been, it's been a really long time. I think the last time I maybe even made an appearance was uh, at Warrior Wrestling when I sat down with you guys to do the uh, the buffet questions. I think, Maybe. Uh, that sounds right. But I'm I'm ha- but I'm happy to be on again. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the feeling is mutual, and Chris and I are always, um, as you know, like on a monthly basis, try to put out an episode about freelance and support the show. And we've had our friend Richard, a free member of the Freelance Faithful, on a couple times, and we were thinking about ways to to kind of switch it up. And when we, you know, we've had you on before, where and we said to ourselves, why not call Nick's again? Because Obviously, he's got uh, different insight than most uh, when it comes to, to freelance shows. So I uh, wanted to obviously make this a snack size to help promote uh, Get Over or Die Trying. But first, we want to catch the fans up on just everything that's been going on in the Wet Hot American Super Show. Uh, but before that, I wanted to check in on – because it has been so long since we talked – I want you you've made many transformations to your character it's not new news it's probably old news but really i don't uh, personally i haven't heard from you so i wanted to check in uh to see how at least you're feeling on your current character like since we last spoken you've gotten new tights i think you've dyed your hair and you've changed your music so how do you feel about how you are right now represented well you know they always say like the best characters in wrestling are just a extension of your own personality. And I feel like now is the most like comfortable I've ever felt like as far as like portraying a character in the ring, because okay. what you're seeing out there is literally, it's literally just me. Like I'm, I'm just a weird goofy dude in, in real life. And you know, a lot of the stuff now that I'm implementing, like, Purple's legitimately like you know my favorite color and okay. kind of taking control of my my persona so to speak. Uh, and uh, it was kind of just like with the purple gear and everything, and people were like, "You got to use Purple Rain, like that's got to be the song." And I was like, <laughs> yeah. "I was I was like I want to just because it's funny, but like I was like I don't know if it would like it, it would get over. I don't know if people would like because it's not really a, a theme song, but you know in today's day and age, what really is and right. uh, you know, I, I, I've tried it out a couple of times and it just, it's, it's almost impossible for you, for people to hear that song and not sing along to it. It's like, it's almost, right. uh, it's, it's music law. Music law states that you have to <laughs> sing along to Purple Rain. I agree. And uh, actually your friend, our, our, our mutual friend, the real Jeremy Zaha, was once quoted in saying that more wrestlers should come out to slower songs because they're more memorable. Maybe it has to do with understanding the words and being able to sing along. Like I think he referenced Effie as an example with the all brick road from Elton John, from Sir Elton John. Oh yeah. So maybe there's some kind of psychology. I definitely 
I definitely can agree with that too because it's it's wrestling is I mean, wrestling is wrestling, but wrestling is also creating moments. You think of like a lot of like uh, people's memories of wrestling, their best memories, or just the most the memories that stand out the most are just these moments. Not even necessarily moments in a match, but just like you know, two guys standing off or like certain entrances at like WrestleMania or Wrestle Kingdom and stuff like that. We see these like elaborate entrances and it's like, wow, that, that was something, you know, it it kind of almost, I don't, I don't want to say overshadows what happens in the ring, but sometimes like it things like somebody's entrance with a certain song that can, can help them stand out above like, you know, other people. That makes sense. Um, I wanted to also touch on the freelance legacy title. Uh, once again, something that like as kind of freelance g- continues to grow um, and coming up on the 50th show here, there's like different iterations and things that happen. And like I said, since it's been so long since we've checked in, I wanted to check on uh, the, I guess the main idea behind that, uh, like why it was named um, the color of it is definitely unique. So can you tell me why you decided to to implement that title? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, we there's always been. I mean, from the beginning, people have been asking about like a secondary championship, and you know, I just didn't. I, I didn't really feel like we needed one for the mm-hmm. longest time. But then, as time had passed, I was kind of like, you know, I think something like that could add a lot to the show. And, uh, you know, we kind of kick around a bunch of different names of what it could be. And I was very, uh, I really liked the, the name and the idea of, like, a le- the Legacy Championship because it's, it's, it celebrates the, you know, the legacy of not just freelance, but the legacy that professional wrestling has, you know, had in, in the city of Chicago. You know, it's, there's such a rich history of, you know, like certain legends that have that have came out of here or just, you know, the the AWA and, you know, even even mm-hmm. Wendy City for wrestling where like most, if not all, in indie companies in Chicago currently are just, you know, that have been broken off from old Windy City. So uh it's just a cool way to kind of like give a nod to like the history of Chicago, but also kind of being okay. like we're we're writing our own history. And uh, as far as the color is concerned, I actually the the strap of the belt is is a blue strap. Uh, I initially wanted it to be more like of a baby blue or a sky blue, uh, very you know very uh, reminiscent of the Chicago flag. Okay. And uh, it just it it's hard to dye uh, fake leather <laughs> that color. So uh, the blue the blue it looks good though. It's not a bad blue. It looks it looks really good. Um, Zebro's belt is the other people that, that, um, made it for us. They, uh, they made all the freelance belts, the tag belts, uh, and the, uh, world championship as well. And, you know, they, incredible work. Even the, the freelance underground championship, that beautiful, beautiful yeah. belt, um, was also made by Zebro's. So shout out to them for, for doing incredible work on that. And, uh, you know, if you guys, if anybody needs a championship belt made, their prices are very fair. Awesome. Yeah, the Freelance Underground title um, has to be, like, the best improvement on a belt that I've ever seen. It looks – the new one looks spectacular. I can't it's so it. sharp. 
Great. Well, thanks for letting me uh, throw a couple curveballs at you. Um, those really, really just came off the top of my head. I know that I didn't really prep you for those, but hey, I got you on the no line. Worries. I wanted to hear your opinion. Um, the last show that took place, the Wet Hot American Super Show 2, uh, this took place on July 5th, 2019. And I want to really just run through a quick recap of that. Uh, I'll probably say the um, result of the match, and then I'll throw a question at you. Uh, the, the first thing I kind of did notice, and let me know if this is just my own theory that I made up in my head, which it probably is, because um, this is the second one that's happened. I noticed that, and correct me if I'm wrong, is, is the, you, you do a great job of like mixing in new people. Is the What Hot American Super Show uh, a, a show or a card specifically kind of designed to do that. I feel like it's there's usually a lot more new faces or like people to kind of go against the freelance regular, so to speak. Is that kind of the flavor of the show, or is that just like by coincidence? Um, it, so the, the the first one we did last year, um, the idea was that it would be more of like here are guys from other companies, like representing mm-hmm. other companies, um versus like either other companies or versus our you know freelance guys yeah. and hence the, hence the super show moniker but uh this was well, this year um the iwtv did the uh midwest mixtape which was a was a fantastic show um you guys have a if anybody has an iwtv uh subscription you can go back and watch that it was actually at logan square as well right. um yeah but that was kind of like their uh, the idea of the show there was was just like showcase matches from different companies, and uh, and I was kind of like, okay, well, I don't really want to do that same formula again. I'm especially so so close and in the same building, um, so like it was pretty much exactly what you said. It was like, I think this is going to be our fun show, and you're going to see a lot of new faces, um, and just kind of giving more people opportunities because that you know has always been like a big thing that I have preached as far as like what freelance is good for has been, you know, giving people opportunities that, you know, they maybe wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. And, right. And it, and it made for a really fun card because, uh, especially when we, we were running the night after, uh, the 4th of July, which I was like, Oh, this is either going to be awesome or really bad. <laughs> and, uh, and it, and it ended up being really awesome. I was very happy with, with the turnout and, uh, and the matches themselves were, were great. Uh, yeah, and speaking of, it's a, it started off with a freelance scramble match. It was Eric Cannon uh, versus some new faces, Alexander Lee, Atticus uh, Kogar, Gregory Iron, Steve Manders, and Swoggle. Uh, Swoggle ended up winning this match with a spinning cutter and calling out the champion, uh, all-ego Ethan Page. We can touch on that for a second. I wanted to point out, I think the star that shined in this match was Steve Manders. And really, I didn't realize how large that man was. I think he really showed off his physical strength and, and prowess. Is that the same impression that you got uh, from that match? Yeah, I mean, Steve Manders is the legitimate definition of the word hoss. He is <laughs> a big, big fucking guy from, from Iowa who, I, like, like you said, I, when I met him in person for the first time, I was like, wow, you are 
very large, and uh, but incredibly agile for a man his size. And uh, yeah, no, he definitely impressed. I mean, he's been impressing everywhere he goes. Um, he's a guy that's that's pretty highly sought after on the in the independent this time, and uh, and with yeah, with Swaggle picking up the victory in that match and calling yeah. out Ethan Page. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I mean, I mean Page has kind of been uh, playing hooky for the last couple of shows. I know he's not going to be there next week as well. And, you know, maybe uh, I'm very interested to see what he's going to say as far as this challenge that has been laid out for him. Do you, if you put your K, or let's put our kayfabe hats on for a second, what what do you think of Ethan Page's criticism that Freelance is not giving him stiff enough competition for uh, like a championship title run? Uh, I think he better get ready because if he doesn't think the competition's stiff enough, he's going to be he's going to be in for a wake up call very soon. Great. <laughs> That's all uh, I'll say about that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Um, the next match was the N Words uh, versus Davey Bang and another member of the Freelance Wrestling Academy, um, who I'll let you I'll let you uh, a touch on, but. I think the story here um, was after the N-Words picked up their victory. Um, The announcers, uh, K-Mel and Sterling Richards, thought that Jesus Bryce was going to come out and ended up being B-Rice of the N-Words. Elena Black then comes out after the match and tempts B-Rice with the Jesus Bryce mask. Do you know what's going on there? Can you explain uh, what what is going on is, 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 is Atlanta black trying to coerce a B rice to the dark side or, or it, it's, uh, it's mysterious. Can you shed some light on that story? Well, I know that, that Bryce has, has dealt with a lot of issues in the past. And I think that Elena black being in freelance now is kind of awakening some of these things that he, that he's gone through some of these traumas, and uh, one can only hope that he stays on the current path that he is, uh, because once he goes down that dark path, I don't know if there's ever any coming back. Oh, that's dark. That's real dark. Um, <laughs> A.V. Bang did brighten the mood a little bit, and now we've seen him two shows in a row. Um, and the other member of the Freelance Academy who's – Name I did not write down, and unfortunately, IWTV.live uh, didn't put his name in the description either. So, oh, lovely! <laughs> he did a great, he did a great job though, and that's something to shoot for uh, for him if he's listening. That uh, to to be to get onto to to the card and have your name represented there. Uh, but Davey Bang, yeah. a, a joy, a, a a bundle of energy. Uh, can you talk about these two these two students? Uh, so the, the the kid in question that didn't get his name uh, on there, his name is August. And uh, they, him and Davey are just, they're two of the, the I would say two of the, two of the best standouts out of the, out of the freelance wrestling Academy that we've had so far. I mean, obviously we've seen, you know, what they can do on, on the freelance shows. They've been going out there and, and doing everything they can to get their names out there on the independent scene the the right way and um, I know that they just went down 
uh, this past weekend to the SCI uh, tournament in Chattanooga, okay. and you know they came they with no no promises, no 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 spot on any cards. They came and helped out, clean up show, uh, clean up after shows, you know, doing security. They did a, like a seminar down there, and they earned themselves a spot on uh, one of the shows down there that weekend. And okay. just between all the people running the shows and wrestlers and stuff, there's just nothing but positive, positive things about these two. And, and it's, it's, it makes us proud to see, uh, you know, our, our kids going out there and, you know, representing freelance and, uh, and themselves in, in a very positive way. So I would definitely keep an eye out on those guys. Uh, because I think that they're just going to be continuously, continuously rising for the future. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's really cool to see um, the translation from a freelance academy to the actual show. Like, I, I think, in my opinion, anyone who wants to potentially join and and if they're unsure, if there is hope or if you join and anything can happen, like, it's living proof that you join, if you join the freelance academy, uh, you put in the work, you do well enough. It might take years, but you you can get it on a show. So it's like a direct it's a direct translation to the to the effort that's going on in that warehouse that anyone everyone just sees on Instagram, but not a lot of people have been to. So I think that's really cool because it <laughs> yeah, it's it's really exciting stuff. And it's you know I, Isaiah Velasquez and, and and Bryce Benjamin, the two head trainers of the of the academy, are just two of the best minds in wrestling that I've ever met, you know, uh, and just they're, they're, they are in, in the best hands they possibly could be uh, in Chicago. I think as far as training is concerned and, you know, they're, they're teaching these boys, the right boys and girls, I should say, sorry. They're teaching them the, yeah. the right way. Awesome. Um, and there's a couple more that will show their face on this show. Uh, but Actually, oh no, we're not going to talk about that match yet. We will talk about it. Um, first, I want to touch on a fatal four-way: Robert Anthony versus Kobe Durst versus Mark Wheeler versus Alex Zane. Alex Zane ends up winning this match surprisingly with a surprise small package roll-up and scores the victory over Robert Anthony. Um, and can you explain uh, kind of the the Alex Zane hype that has like kind of taken over? It seems like. He, once again, I don't watch as much indie wrestling as some people, but it seems like he jumped off a roof and then all of a sudden he's everywhere. So uh, <laughs> I know us a little bit about like who Alex Zane is, I guess, until we, who is on the face potentially gets a chance to meet him. So Alex Zane is actually a, a really good friend of mine. Um, I've known him for well over 10 years. Um, and he... I've no when I used to do uh, backyard wrestling back in the day. Uh, this is when I met him, and for the longest time he was not. He had trained for wrestling back then, uh, but didn't really like. There wasn't that many opportunities at that time, and it was very hard for people to kind of like get get a foothold as far as like getting you know getting on bigger shows and such, um, especially where he lives. He's from. Um, Lexington, Kentucky, and um, so he kind of like stopped wrestling, and and he actually like started a a, a rap career, <laughs> and uh, his yeah. music his music's great too. I I love his music. Um, just a very talented individual, 
And, uh, yeah, he just started, like, doing more shows again this year. And I believe, um, I can't remember what show it was, when when we did the scramble match with, uh, which that was kind of, like, quote-unquote called the, the, the backyard scramble, which uh, I think it was mm-hmm. Craig, Mitchell, Dan McCabe, Alex Zane, um... Gosh, I don't even remember who else was in it at this point. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, I have a terrible memory. Don't judge me. Um, same. But same. that was that was a couple uh, a couple months ago, and uh, yeah, then then he kind of got booked on that. Uh, it's funny because he was he was booked on this show in advance, like way way in advance, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm doing the the Game Changer Backyard Wrestling Show uh, on the Fourth of July," and I'm like, "Okay, cool." And that's kind of where it all started as far as, like, his popularity currently because he did that insane running 630 launch into the outside through a, through a door onto Tony Deppin. And right. just the world was just like, who is this guy? And me and, and, a, and you know, a bunch of other of our friends, our mutual friends that have known Zane for a long time were kind of just like, oh, that's normal Alex. Like, <laughs> just wait just wait till you see what else he can do and and it's it's so it's it's so cool to see him like blowing up the way he is and i was kind of just like yeah i was like i mean i would love to keep using you on on shows like let's let's do this so um so there we go yeah that's that's pretty much the story of alex Zane. so you had the end before you you knew you knew that that there was something there before (laughs) You're out of the curve. A little bit. <laughs> um, moving on. Yeah, and we'll see Alex Zane later when I mention the next card. Uh, moving on was the continuation of the Best of Five series, Tony Noss and GPA versus a team called Pure Hate. That's, I guess, an OG freelance team. Before I started, I hopped onto the bandwagon. Uh, made up of Craig Mitchell and Chris Castro. Oh, no, potentially, actually, now that I think about it, came out, I think, said that this was a tag team before freelance even started. Can you tell me the history of pure hate? Yeah. So, um, when we, when we started wrestling in, in 2010, uh, like the, the group of us, it was, uh, myself, Chris Castro, Craig Mitchell, Kenny Sutra and Alex Olsen. That was like our little, a little group that we'd ride together all the time to practice. You know, we right. trained, we trained together and, Whenever when we started working shows like all the pre-show matches for for CSW, um, it was always just me me and Sutra versus Craig and Castro, and uh, the, we literally like every like literally every show that was the match, and um, <laughs> you know they they dubbed themselves Pure Hate, and uh, myself and Kenny Sutra we were the dojo of Electric Muscle. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something like Pure Love or. Or something, the, the yin to their yang, and then you just, you zagged. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, we, we we had some crazy, crazy matches in the past, and actually, like, I don't know when this episode is going to go up, but t- today, actually, I posted uh, an old clip. It popped up in my Facebook uh, feed, so if you scroll through my Facebook or Twitter or even on Instagram, I, I posted this clip from uh, a... It was a Chicago street fight that we did. It, it was myself and Sutra against Craig and Castro. And uh, the finish of the match saw me giving Craig a Canadian destroyer off the top of the ladder through a bunch of open folding chairs. So, uh, wow, before it was cool. Hap- yeah, if this happened, somebody had posted that on the, uh, as a comment. They were like, if this happened in 2019, it would have gone viral. 
But I'm like, yeah, we just got <laughs> yelled at. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, and yeah, I don't know when this is going to be either because Chris is. I shouldn't be actually introduced that. Uh, apologies, Chris, because uh, Chris always, um, you know, gives an update on me when he's doing couple episodes. But yeah, Chris is on vacation right now, so he's the production guy. He's the equipment guy, and um, you know we're working with what we can here. Uh, but we'll—I'll have to—I don't know. I don't know. I haven't produced in a while, so I don't know when this is going to go out. But I'm sure people will be able to find that clip if they're hard enough. Um, it's not too hard to find. <laughs> yeah, GPA actually ended up doing what he normally does. I have here a spit to the face. I have here the use of the table. Um, and then the use of a chair actually gave Craig Mitchell a straight A onto the chair uh, to pick up a win. So lots of shy stuff there. I believe he only needs one more win to successfully defend um, his freelance underground title. Um, so we're, we'll touch on that when we touch on the next show. But unfortunately, I think Craig right now needs to gain some momentum back. Um, the next match was Royce Isaacs versus uh, Project Monix. Uh, Monix tweaked his knee a little bit in this match, but ended up getting the final phase out of nowhere uh, for the win and to get some momentum back. Um, final phase is actually a cool move that could be used in a lot of different ways. I think it was really cool the way that he used it here. It was a little bit more unexpected. But afterwards, uh, Pat calls out Isaiah Velasquez, who's standing on the balcony, um, and then is attacked by two more students, different than the ones that we mentioned earlier from the Freelance Academy. Um, Isaiah then comes out, cuts a promo, and refuses a rematch with Project Monix. So who are these thugs that Isaiah says uh, is doing his bidding? Those are two more of our, our the Freelance Wrestling Academy students, um, just, uh, uh, Alfonso and um, Jacob. They're two standout students that are just ready to, to make their mark on on freelance. And uh, and I think they've picked a good way to do that and by aligning themselves with their trainer. Definitely. Um, yeah, scoring some brownie points there. Uh, do you think Project Monix deserves a rematch against Isaiah, considering that um, he, uh, there was interference last time? I definitely think that there needs to be some sort of rectification from that that issue. Um, I know we'll definitely go into it uh, when we go to run down the card for the next show, but uh, hopefully, hopefully with, uh, with this tag match that they have coming up, that uh, more, more of this issue can be uh, kind of explained. Definitely looking for some more clarity there and I'm sure we'll get it. The next match was the take it home records uh, with Mikey out, Kenny Suture filling in versus Team Bizarro, that, um, Team Bizarro Lucha, excuse me, Trip Cassidy, Ace Perry, and Levi Everett, who is an Amish guy. Um, <laughs> Levi's the, my favorite. <laughs> I've never seen him before. Once again, a new guy. If you're, if you're hearing new names, it's probably because, you know, Freelance debuted him or, or this was the show where they got to show off their stuff. Um, uh, a couple highlights of the match were that the home field advantage rules I thought were used in a really smart way, um, kind of to to not def- not defensively but almost offensively, whereas one person would intentionally get out of the ring and then 
the new person would come in and hit the opponent in the back. Um, and then also Bucky Collins started to jerk off the butter churn, which is a little weird. Actually, that started the match. But the ticket home Raptors <laughs> actually picked up the win. What were you going to say? I was like, just some spoiled butter right there. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Kenny Sutra looked more comfortable with them. Um, he seemed to fit in. He did not take the pinfall this time, um, which is which is good. And, I mean, it's, they're an entertaining tag team, to say the least. They have been, except for the one loss where Kenny Sutra took the fall, they've been uh, almost uh, un, untouched and unfazed by everything that uh, you and the booking committee have thrown at them. Do you think they're in line in the future to win the tag team titles or, or, or potentially fight for them? Or are they more so just focused on being like a dominant three-person team? Well, I definitely think that they, they've, they've impressed enough to at least garner a championship opportunity. Um, I'm, I know once the, um, the workhorsemen and the, and the space pirates are, are kind of, let's say, finish their uh, – their program that they have going on now, uh, I'm pretty sure that this this next match might be it for either one of them, or could be it for either one of them. Uh, the the contenders list beyond that is just wide open, so it it could be anybody's game at this point. Great. Um, what's your impression of the Take It Home Records in general? I mean, I think they're highly entertaining and. Uh, their teamwork and their cohesion is uh, some of the best tag team work that I've ever seen in freelance. Absolutely. I mean, Corbin's one of the, Corbin's one of the most intelligent wrestlers on the roster. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Mikey and Bucky uh, and even Kenny, I think is, they're all super underrated talent um, that I think, the reason why they're all together is is because that they all recognize their value and they want they want everyone to know they want everyone to know that they are um, a very important uh, part of the show and that they should be taken more seriously and I I definitely can agree with that and I can appreciate that. Oh, I like that. Um, the next match was uh, Space Pirates going over the main state posse. Um, what do you think of the main state posse, their debut, and do you think they'll they'll be around uh, in the rotation here now that the tag team division is kind of more wide open? Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of those guys. Um, I got to work with them when I was out in uh, in Maine, um, and had been trying to get them to freelance for quite some time now, and I'm glad that we were finally able to do it. And I think that just their aesthetic very much fits in with with the freelance vibe, and they're all incredible in the ring. And I would not be opposed to having them back um, in the very near future. Great. And then the main event, which it was cool too, because the new Legacy Championship you talked about got to main event the show. A positive of you know the champion playing hooky. Um, mm-hmm. And this this match had a lot of it, within a two week short time span. This mat this matchup garnered a lot of attention and it almost felt like they had more history together. Maybe maybe a couple months, I guess, if you go back to the the Royal Rumble that you guys had. Uh, but still, there hasn't been a lot of time, and this match felt like these guys had been at it for years. And that was uh, Candy Elliott, the champion, versus Effie. 
um, kind of like a, a mix of like a, a love hate feud or, you know, maybe like star, you star cross friends that had a bad falling out. Uh, there's a lot of emotions and a lot of complications kind of tied into here. Um, like Candy Elliott had ended up winning uh, with a low blow while uh, senior official referee Andy Long was actually uh, hesitated. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and then <laughs> Isaiah and the cronies came back. But first, um, let's talk about Effie. Is, is it me or is just Effie just a mesmerizing human being? It's almost like he can't get enough of him. Effie is just an enigma. He is he kind of, <laughs> Effie just kind of transcends wrestling. He, he's more than just like a wrestler. He's, a, he's an entertainer. He's a icon. He is a, uh, he's a gay icon. Yeah, and I think he he speaks for a lot of the of the of the LGBTQ community, and and it's it's really awesome that 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 the, that, that group can have such a incredible representation. Uh, that's not like a joke or you know something that's made to be like bad or anything. It's just Effie. Effie is making his own his his own legacy. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. He's like the leader of a new movement, and, and it's the Effie movement. And um, unfortunately, did not get the win, but, uh, I, I mean, I love a good, well-paced, like, slow match, and the pace of it at the beginning was exactly what it needed to be, and it, it kind of, like, soaked up all that tension in the air. And, uh, you know, you can do you – you don't – you can do more with less sometimes, and I thought Effie was great at that. Um so Isaiah and the cronies come back and they attack Effie. Uh, so Isaiah and the kind Candy Elliott plus the two students you mentioned kind of have a mini faction going on or what looks to be potentially that. Uh, Monix and Alex Olsen come out for the save. Um, is that, do you think that's kind of what's forming uh, uh, some kind of faction or, or is it just two, two guys who, two baddies working together at this point? Um, I'm actually not sure as far as what their motivations are. Um, to me, it just kind of seems like they're kind of come together for, for a common issue, and that being Monix. Um, I, I can definitely see them continuing to work together in the future. I mean, they have such a, a, a close relationship outside of, outside of the ring as well, so that may also play uh, a role into, into what they do. Definitely. Yeah. Monix seems to be the, the tie in there because I, I candy Elliot his history with Monix, um, his feud with him at IWA mid South and then their tag team that kind of ended abruptly. So that seems to be kind of the hate, the hate interlocks. Um, so yeah, Monix said, looks as he had grabbed some friends to help him fight this fight. Um, and on Friday, August 16th, get over a guy trying, which by the way, uh, in love with the poster and the name, uh, be, uh, huge, if I can figure out the production, hopefully we hear a 50 cent song at the beginning and at the end of this. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and obviously like being around your age, I grew up when that song first, first was popular and what a, what a time to be alive. I'm a nineties kid. So 
Uh, <laughs> 50 shows, man. Can you count? Can you comment on 50 shows? It's uh, it's pretty wild, man. Like I was just talking about that uh, earlier with some of my coworkers, and uh, you know, starting from from where we did. I mean, I didn't even think we'd make it, you know, past one, and then it just kind of kept going. And I was like, well, I wonder how long this will go. And here we are, five years later, uh, fifty shows later, and you know, we're still pumping along strong. If you're not as big and as bad as we've ever been, and you know, hope, hopefully we can at least do another 50 more. I'd love to make it to 100. Great. And that's great. And I love that mentality, too, because um, it's 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 hard to keep going in most things, and it's so easy to quit, right? Just like in anything you do. And uh, I think one of the goals of just, like, our podcast, Feels in the Face, is just to keep going and just keep doing things and just keep trying new things. So I think it's really cool that, you know, you and I and Chris and the whole wrestling community has kind of built, gathered around freelance and has built a strong support system. And exactly like here's to show 50 and to another 50 more. So just keep doing your thing. Um, Unfortunately, that's not the end. That was like a a pretty good sign off for the show, but we got to get into the matches here. Uh, Darren Corbin. It's issued an open challenge. It, it sounds like that he maybe is breaking away from the ticket home records for maybe one show. What, why do you think that is? I think Corbin uh, still has a lot to offer as a single competitor, and I think he still feels a little slighted after losing the the freelance championship, and you know wants to wants to prove and remind everyone that he did go undefeated for almost almost a year, if not an, if not an entire year yeah. uh, prior to that, before losing the, the championship to uh, uh, to Isaiah. And I'm very excited to see. I don't even know who he's wrestling. Like, that's definitely something that I probably should have figured out before, or I don't I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, what happens. It's going to be going to be interesting. Whoever shows up, I, I don't know who's going to walk through that curtain. Uh, there is someone that comes to mind, someone who had, he took the title off of that we haven't seen in a while um, that probably should be around for the 50th uh, show uh, for Freelance. His name uh, starts with an S. Uh, but <laughs> I will leave that up to speculation. And uh, we're trying to be a smart in that sense. So let's move on to the um, I Quit match. GPA once again selected this match, even though he quit like a little baby back bitch against Kylie Ray. And he wants, I, I guess he wants to potentially redeem himself um, and make Craig Mitchell quit to kind of win this last match and fully defend the Freelance Underground Championship. So... I think this is a bold move by G- GPA. Could have picked, he could have picked Craig in a straitjacket match. He could have picked like, I don't know, eight versus one. Like I feel like the, you know, there it's limitless, and he picks the quit match, which is like a little bold on his part. What do you think of this match selection? I think uh, it is a bold prediction or a bold uh, selection on his behalf, on his behalf, especially considering who he's against. Uh, I don't know if I would 
necessarily pick a match of that kind of brutality uh, with a guy like Craig Mitchell. But um, GPA is one of the – he's a smart man. He's yeah. a uh, Ivy League – he's an Ivy League wrestler. Uh, I think he wouldn't have picked this without having some sort of ace up his sleeve. Um, okay. So it'll be very interesting to see how this will transpire. I agree. As much as uh, he can grind gears, he's definitely smart, and he definitely has has usually has a backup plan. So looking forward to that. Um, speaking of the feud, we were talking about Effie and Monix. So Effie's back. Uh, praise Effie. And um, has teamed up with Pat Monix now against Isaiah Velasquez and Icandy Elliott. Uh, so that's going to be definitely an interesting one. Uh, Isaiah probably will have his cronies on the side. Maybe, maybe not. Um, we'll have to see about that. The Workhorsemen versus the Space Pirates. Do you do you think that? Do you honestly think the Space Pirates? I mean, I love them. Do you think they could topple the Workhorsemen though? They seem untouchable. I mean, you've faced them firsthand. You've those that moonsault and those lariats. How do you beat the workhorsemen? It's they. It's 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 like going up against the locomotive. There's there's <laughs> almost no chance of survival. But you know, the only thing I could think of that's more powerful than a locomotive would be a spaceship. And uh, <laughs> that was good. I don't know, like it. You just come up with that? I, I did actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, the, like you know, Saber is a tough, uh, tough guy, and I've seen Space Monkey damn near die on the floor at Logan Square Auditorium before, and true. you know, it takes a lot to keep that guy or that monkey down. So. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna say a prayer for them and and hope they make it through. Alex Zane has a follow up now, like you said, and he's facing Robert Ego Anthony, who's probably looking for some revenge, uh, likely with Frank the Clown. Um, oh yeah, he'll be slinking around somewhere. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then Eric Cannon versus B Boy, which seems like kind of a a, a callback or a throwback. Have you seen wrestled before? Uh, I believe that they did. But it was like, like you said, a long time ago, and I think this will be a really fun match that the the old school independent wrestling fans will definitely enjoy. Um, there's actually two more matches that have yet to be announced. Um, they should be announced this week or so. Okay. But uh, I could even uh, talk about them right now, maybe if I remember what they are. <laughs> okay. We'll definitely just scramble. The scramble, yeah. and uh, all I will say about the scramble currently is that you will see there's going to be a lot more new faces in the scramble again, okay. uh, continuing that tradition. And uh, we'll have a really, really entertaining uh, bit of forward uh, the returning Ricky Shane Page, uh, who is due a rematch, or sorry, yeah, definitely a rematch, uh, and he's number one contender for the Freelance World Championship as well. Right. Uh, returning Ricky Champage, uh, he'll be taking on Mark Wheeler, um, Atticus Kogar, and uh, Chris Chambers in a in a fatal four way match. So that'll be really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's cool to see like the obviously associate like Chambers and Wheeler with the super kicked crew. Um, 
That's that's correct, right? That's where that's where at least like they wrestle mostly. Yeah, uh, Chris Chambers is actually the uh, the promoter for Superkick, and oh, okay. uh, Mark is one of his students. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and I, it's cool to see uh, a lot of them coming back, and it seems like you, you know it, it, we see their faces a lot. They almost feel uh, well, I guess, rotated in, if you will. But um, yeah, so that'll that'll be interesting. Those guys always deliver. Um, so probably around eight matches in total, correct? Uh, for the yeah. show, go for Die Trying. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have eight matches. Uh, hopefully, the show will not go long. <laughs> I've been trying to keep them uh, <laughs> getting out by midnight, but sometimes it's pretty tough. Yeah, well, I know you'll do all that you can. Um, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to hopefully, please play some Fifty Cent maybe at the beginning from that album. I think that'd be great, like before the show starts. That would be oh, a nice. Absolutely. Concert. Um, and yeah, and if you can't make the show, which I know I haven't made a lot of shows recently, but I always go to, uh, independentwrestling.tv or IWTV.live, is it? Yeah, uh, IW, IWTV, uh, I think it's independentwrestling.tv is the website. I should probably know this off the top of my head, but, um, <laughs> Well, yeah. If you wanna, if if you are listening to this and you don't subscribe, and you want to watch Freelance. You can sign up with the promo code Freelance, and you get a free 20-day trial, and uh, that'll let you watch all of our live stream shows that we do every month, um, and not just ours, but you can watch uh, the Beyond Wrestling streams, uh, Black Label, Glory Pro, Subcrafts, all these other incredible companies that that are also streaming live. Uh, and you'll get to see our entire back catalog. They have every single freelance show on there. So if you're bored yeah. one night and you just want to watch a bunch of uh, freelance, you definitely can. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, thanks for your time. Uh, before we go, where can people find you? Uh, tickets are available at freelancewrestling.com, right, still for this show that we talked about. Uh, so where can yeah, people yeah. find you and where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, the Matt Nix, uh, and that's pretty much the best place. I'm fairly active on there, and I love uh, just kind of talking about weird shit. So follow me at your risk. Awesome. Well, uh, I hope I didn't keep you too long. And um, yeah, thanks for thanks for joining. I think in the future, um, you know, we should do this more often. Work in some of the work you into some of these snack sizes and. Uh, you know, just keep just keep it fresh and keep checking in. So thanks for your time and looking forward to the show. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me.